You are listening to the Krika Lecture Series podcast, produced by the Center for Russia, East Europe, and Central Asia at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. This and other Krika podcasts are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. For more information about Krika's lecture series and public events, visit our website at krika.wisc.edu. Okay, today our speaker is Dmitry Varabyov, who's senior researcher at the Laboratory for International and Regional Economy in the Graduate School of Economics and Management at Urals Federal University in Yekaterinburg. And he's also a research associate at uh, SERGE in uh, the Czech Republic. That stands for the Center for Economic Research and Graduate Education. And Prigo University, also in the Czech Republic. Uh, uh, Dimitri received his PhD in economics at SERGE, where he's uh, currently visiting. And he does research on political economy, public administration, uh, regional uh, political economy, political processes, uh, political institutions. He's done both theoretical research, empirical research, and he is an alum of the first cohort. He's a member of the first cohort of postdoctoral fellows hosted here by the Wisconsin-Russia Project. So it's a great pleasure to welcome him back to Madison. And the title of his talk today is The Spending Preferences of Regional Russian, uh, Regional Russian Government. Um, thanks for the introduction, Ted. Thanks for having me here. Really uh, a great opportunity to be back uh, to Madison after a couple of years. So uh, the work I'm going to present today is, uh, by the way, can you hear me well? Is that OK? Yeah. Uh, it's a joint work with Anna Kozlovska, who is currently in Technical University of Munich. Um, this is really a work in progress, and I uh, therefore appreciate any kind of comments, feedbacks, and critiques that you might have. Uh, as far as I know, the rules are that I'm presenting, and then all the questions are in the end. But I completely don't mind if you, you know, say questions on the fly. It would be even probably better in case you. You start to feel nervous if you don't ask you questions and interrupt you. Yeah. So please do. Okay. Uh, so, uh, we do know from economic literature, from sociology literature, from political science literature that individual characteristics of psychology literature and uh, personal experience uh, do matter a lot for individual decisions that people make. And uh, decisions by, made by politicians are particularly important because they typically affect large numbers of people and they generally have uh, a large social income. There are tons of individual characteristics that are proved to be quite important for individual politicians' decisions, things like education, like race, like gender, uh, the particular social class. There are just a couple of references, but you know, be sure that there are tons of work uh, showing the importance of, of all these traits and, and, and characteristics. And uh, another character, individual characteristic that, that have a lot of impact on various political uh, decisions or decisions made by politicians is their individual professional background. Not just professional, but typically that's what people talk about. So when it comes to political decisions, it's, there's been a lot of evidence that um, politician decisions related to the, say, composition of public expenditures depend a lot on, on, personal, on personal background, professional background in particular of, of, of politicians. Uh, some fiscal decisions like taxes, like public uh, like budget deficit, uh, general things like reform adoption, uh, their ability to attract investments and their preferences with respect to that. Uh, some things related to market regulation or liberalization in general are also affected by individual characteristics of politicians. So what we're trying to do in this paper is to look whether there is any relationship between uh, professional background of Russian regional governors and the way they spend uh, the budget money. And I will particularly focus on the military background that the governors in Russia have, and I will talk about this in details in a minute. So, um, I'm pretty sure everyone... Yeah. I, I do have a question. Sure. So when you say that these various factors have been shown 
to influence the decisions that governors make, is that evidence just based on like correlations between these background factors and the type of decisions? Or is there like a quali is there qualitative research where they ask governors, why did you decide that? They say, well, because I'm a higher educated person and I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there are both types of research do exist, but I'm particularly referen referencing to papers that do uh, actual data analysis. So they document the actual background and compare the actual decisions, not just the way they speak about them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's about correlations mainly between, okay. between observable characteristics and observable decisions. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that everyone you know, knows these things, but just to make sure, uh, a few words about the institutional backgrounds in Russia. So we have something like 80 plus constitutional entities that I will refer to as regions, although they might have different names like oblast, like Krai, like Republic. Um, the number varies over time slightly for various reasons, but it's more or less 80 plus always. And uh, the, these regions are ruled by regional governors. And uh, initially, after adoption of the 1993 constitution, these governors were elected directly by the popular vote, vote till 2004. Then there was a reform adopted by the president that basically abolished the gubernatorial uh, elections. And uh, since then, the governors were appointed by the president. So he was just nominating uh, people he liked, and then regional parliaments had to approve it. And then there's, the elections were restored back in 2012, although you may know that probably these elections are heavily controlled by the central government these days. And you know, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the procedure, things probably have changed some, some starting from 2012. But basically, it's still the appointment decision by the president. There were just very few cases when the, when the candidates that was backed by the Kremlin and by the central government were not actually elected. Although a few of them did happen. Um, another important thing is that the regions have quite a lot of flexibility in terms of how they spend money. So uh, the, the regional government governments, uh, they usually have a lot of power over deciding how to allocate the regional budgets across different uh, budget items. And governors in particular have quite a lot of power themselves over shaping these uh, these regional budgets. Now, another important observation about, yeah. How, how is the budget money brought in? Is it taxed or is it an allocation from the central government? Uh, I think there are different sources. Uh, there are both some, re there are regional taxes that are collected, but I think there's still the main, the main amount of money comes from the central government. So there are the federal taxes, there are collected, and then federal government sends a particular amount of money to the region, but then the region decides how to allocate them across different items. Thank you. <coughs> um, another important observation about Russian regional politics is that there always has been a substantial amount of people ruling the Russian regions who can be considered as people with military backgrounds. And it's not only the trend of the particular years, it's something that happened always, and in, even in the 1990s and early 2000s, there was people with, uh, with uh, military background in politics in general and in regional politics in particular. But what you can see is that although there was always a substantial number of people of that kind, remember that there are about 80 governors in the country, and every year something like 15%, even probably sometimes by, by 20, are military people. <laughs> and I will describe in details what I mean by that. Uh, you can see quite a visible trend in the last maybe eight, ten years, when the number of these governors with this kind of with this type of background is actually increasing. So from say eight, ten in 2012 to almost 16 and growing these days. Um, Important thing is that although the, there was a substantial number of people that come with military background in, 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 in the 90s, the nature of this background is changing over time. So if in early ni in 90s, early 2000s, most of those people that we can call as those with military background was army, high-level army officers that you know, made their names during Afghan Afghanistan war or the Chechen war. So there was like high-level, say, army generals. 
So what happened these days, and maybe during the last 10 days, is that there are people with background and security services com coming to the regional power. So those have experience working in uh, the Federal Security Service, FSB, or literally the bodyguards of the president, uh, they are these days appointed or elected, uh, being supported by the president and the regional governors. So at some point a couple of years ago, there was at least four people who was literally uh, a bodyguards of Putin 10 years ago ruling Russian regions. I think these days there are just two of them left, but anyway. So <clears throat> the point is that you know, there are a lot of, there have always been quite a substantial number of people ruling the Russian regions uh, with particularly military backgrounds. And within the last 15 years, there are primarily pe people with a background in the uh, security services. So what I want to try to see is actually in this paper is whether these people spent money in any systematic way differently from the rest, and why this might be the case. So uh, I'm analyzing in this, in this, in this paper the period of, uh, from 2006 to 2000, 2019, and the reason for that, uh, for, for choosing this particular period, is that during that time, the regional budgets are uh, standardized. So every, uh, a budget in every region has to contain as 13 budget items, and then the governors or governments are free to allocate the money across these items. So that's social support, healthcare, education, economy, whatever, housing, utility, state administration, defense and security, so on and so forth. So it's 13 budget items, yeah. Are these um, documents available online? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the data are, so you can actually download it. <laughs> the, so a few words about the formation of budgets. So the fiscal year starts uh, the 1st of January of every year. So the, bu the budget has to be officially approved by the end of the previous year, and usually the work starts somewhere in the summer. And then in August, September, a uh, governor, governor uh, sends to the regional parliament a draft of the, of the proposal of, of, of a budget draft. And then um, there's a legislative department in every regional assembly, regional parliaments, that first checks whether this draft is in compliance with the uh, various types of legislation and tax codes. And if everything is okay, the draft is sent directly for approval to the, to the assembly. And then assembly either rejects it or approves it. So typically, you know, there potentially might be some debate between the government, government and governor and the re regional parliament about the composition of the funds and allocation of them. But typically, even if this debate happens, they're usually not going into the public. Uh, typically, uh, parliaments do approve these, these proposals, the governor's proposals, with very, in very few cases with some minor maybe changes. So basically, whatever the governor sends is typically approved. There are probably some negotiation going on behind the doors, of course, but usually the uh, governor gets pretty much what he wants. Now, a couple of important features to understand about these regional budgets. So, as I mentioned, there are 13 different budget items. So two of them, uh, debt serving and between budget transfers, are regulated completely by the federal government. So governors, regional governors has zero input over these particular items. So they're excluded from the analysis completely. Um, the spendings on environment are, if you look at the data, uh, they show to be, uh, th there's a huge variation both across the regions and also within a region over time. And the reason for that is there are sometimes extremely expensive and large one-time projects when, for example, I know there are some cleaning, air, water cleaning facilities are built on the Baikal Lake. Uh, you know, the government of Irkutsk region spends millions and trillions of rubles in, in two years, and then there's nothing happens for another five years, uh, nothing comparable. And that's why you observe a huge variation, you know, sometimes in extreme spikes of, of spendings on, this, on these things, um, which are 
fully explained neither by the preference and decisions of the governor of the governors but because the federal government usually gives uh, some specific money allocated for these purposes to build you know something something big uh, sports is also subject to extreme variation and the reason for that is there are usually a sports team, professional sports team like football, primarily football or hockey, that requires a lot of funding, and this funding is usually done by regional governors. So the regional governments usually funds uh, the sports teams, except, except probably you know, a couple of uh, well-known uh, private clubs like football, like CSK Moscow, Spartak Moscow, Rezenit. They are at least officially funded by uh, private companies. But you know, if you go to regions like Rostov or Kazan, then the regional, gover uh, regional governments spend a lot of money on the professional teams in their in their in their regions. So what happens is that you know, uh, again, the huge variation in money spent on sports basically depends on whether a region has a professional team or not, and how successful it is. Because if the professional team you know, it relegates to, to lower division, then basically the, the expenditures are cut by three, probably, or, or, or by, or by you know, 50% or something like that. Um, so it's not about, you know, the variation that you observe there is not about uh, preferences of, of uh, regional authorities, but about things that are not under their control. Uh, for some reason, there are a lot of missing data for media, so I cannot say anything about that. Uh, you know, probably like 50% of observations I missed, and I have honestly no idea why, why that happens. Regions just do not report it oftenly. Uh, and also, one important thing is that there was something happened in legislation between 2015 and 2017, when it uh, seems like, when you look at the data, that uh, quite a substantial money that was uh, recently spent under the healthcare budget item was shifted to social security. Uh, social support, sorry. And it didn't happen within one year, so it, it, it took like a three years for all the regions to adopt this change because you sometimes observe it in regions, in some regions you observe it, this shift, large shift in 2015, some to, somewhere in 2016, somewhere in 2017. So in order to deal with this problem, what we do is we basically analyze these two uh, budget items separately only before 2015, but then we can sum them up and get like an extra additional budget item that basically just a physical sum of these two, and then we can take a, a lot at the whole time span till 2017 because then it becomes uh, changes within this combined budget item. So there are just a few things to, to know about the, uh, this, this budget, the budget items. So we basically, what we do, we're trying to see whether there's any relationship between the background of a governor who was in charge of preparing a budget for a particular year in a particular region and the allocation of funds across different budget items, you know, but dropping things like media, sports, environment, because they're, they're, they're not really suitable for the analysis. So the data, right? So I'm pretty much explaining already everything. Uh, most important things, but again, so we collect this from Roscos now, we collect this data on um, regional budgets for every year for every region, starting from 2006 when all the budgets were uh, standardized. Um, we collected bench governor's characteristics, the professional background is the main one. I'll explain exactly how we code it. Uh, in addition, we have things like education, whether governor served in army, some in office experience, uh, gender, age, whether a governor was elected or appointed, uh, whether he was a local and external, in, in the sense that whether he came to a region uh, where he never worked or grew or whatever, so he was completely an outsider. Uh, then we have a lot of regional economic characteristics, like, such as uh, GRP, unemployment, you know, urbanization, all the standard things that came from Rostad's. Uh, so the unit of observation is region year, so we have this panel of 82 regions because we have to exclude like Chukotka because that's too special. Uh, um, we use... Uh, why drop Chukotka? So Chukotka is, is uh, 
So, you know, geographically, this is one of the most remote regions, but the reason for exclusion mainly is that the budget is formed in a completely different way. So, first of all, uh, for a large part of this uh, span, analyzed span, the regional, the, the governor of Chukotka was Roman Abramovich, uh, one of the richest person in Russia and a businessman who actually funded a lot of things in the country, in the, in the region, with his own private money, which are not in this budget, and that's why, you know, it's actually hard to say how his personal characteristics allocate, you know, influence allocation of state money since most of the things, especially related to social support, healthcare, and things like that was privately funded, especially effectively by him from his private money. So uh, the second reason is that the population of Chukotka is very, very different one uh, in terms of uh, so, you know, mo mo quite a lot of people are state employees, uh, like a huge share, like, I don't know, 70%. And uh, they're, they're demographically very different, so it was just not, it, it's just too, too different from any other region in the country you might have. So, after cleaning the data, you know, fixing some obvious errors, they're, they're also there when you observe, like, Obviously, you know some extra zero inserted uh, when you you know observe some budget item growing up uh, ten times in one year and then getting back to normal numbers in, in another year. So after fi fixing these things, we ended up with 82 regions over the time span that were ruled by something like 200 plus governors, and that's about 1,100 observations in total. Yeah. So then you, you exclude the autonomous OPUs? No, I keep them actually, the but there is the, everything is very robust. So if you, you know, sometimes keep it or exclude them, the the main results pretty much the same. Keep stay pretty much the same. So surprisingly, these these things, yeah, you can try to think of dropping off some Caucas Caucasian republics yeah, like Chechnya, like Ingushetia. Uh, you can, yeah, like uh, this Nenets autonomous ogrog, or you know Jewish autonomous ogrog, uh, but they're they're not affecting the results like in, in any sense. Uh, so, a uh, few words about the governor's professional background because that's the main the main variable I'm going to look at. Uh, probably a cool thing about Russian regional governors that you can break all of them into just three groups. So you can easily uh, identify every governor as either military, business, or political person. So there's pretty much no instances when uh, a governor is like a lawyer or you know university professor, a scientist, or something like that. So basically, all of them fall into one of the three groups, and uh, the distribution is quite reasonable, right? So they're all you know every every of these three categories has a quite a substantial share that allows for for uh, proper proper analysis. So how do we call them? So we would call a governor having a military background if he ever hold an officer level position for a substantial amount of time, like five years. Of course, that's an ad hoc uh, threshold, but uh, I don't think it actually merits a lot. It's like five years or six or so, or ten years. Um, so governor would have a military background if he had an officer-level position in army or in any security service, or in the Ministry of Emergency Situations, for example. Then uh, we'll call a governor to have a business background if he never had a military background, uh, but was either a notable businessman or had or a high-level business manager prior to starting his political career. And finally, you know, if someone doesn't have any military or business background before entering politics, then we call him as uh, someone with a political background. So there are very few cases when you can potentially have a person that have both business and military backgrounds. So this way of coding implies that we call we would call such a person as military one. Okay? But again, you know, there's certainly a space for discussion whether, you know, how, how we should deal with these cases. There are not many of them, but still there are some. So whether we have to build another special category for people like that or, you know, 
uh, rather call them business people than, than military people. But again, you know, we tried several reasonable approaches to that. Uh, and I think we got more or less consistent results. So it doesn't really matter. Although it's certainly a matter of taste. Yeah. Well, you okay? So you usually, yeah. So usually, the people who are who fall into political categories are, for example, those who, you know, graduated from from a university and then started, uh, you know, probably have some normal work for 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 some period of life. You know, they could be uh, people from from university or working as I don't know a doctor or something like that. But then they were elected, for example, to regional parliament or starting their work in uh, city administration or uh, regional government. And then, you know, they grew, they, they spent their 20 years and then eventually uh, reached a high level position. So that most of that people would be, uh, would be of that kind. Um, so what do we do with this data, right? So we, we have a panel of regions over several years. So that's going to be a panel data model where the dependent variable would be a measure of spending on a particular budget item like social support, like healthcare, like economy, like infrastructure uh, in region I at year T. And then the, the variable that I'm interested in the most is the professional background which is either business, political, or military, of the governor who, in the same region, who actually prepared this budget. So since the budget is prepared in the previous year, so then, therefore, it's T minus one year. And then, of course, we had this bench of, of uh, regional and individual governor's controls. Uh, the model is estimated by fixed effect, FX estimator. We have region fixed effects, we have year fixed effects, so just a standard uh, panel data analysis. So uh, we measure this dependent variable, which is the expenditures on budget, uh, on, particular, on specific budget item uh, in two ways. So we first, as a dependent variable, take the percentage growth of the per capita budget spendings on a particular item uh, in comparison to the previous year. So we take the current budget, see how many money, how much rubble spent on economy, for example. We divide it by the regional population to make it comparable across, uh, to, to make it across different regions, right? So then we calculate how, in percentage terms, how this budget changed in comparison to the budget in the previous year. So whether it grew up for 5%, for 10%, for 15%, or maybe uh, it was decreased, then it's going to be like whatever, minus 2% or something like that. So that's a percentage growth in a given region on a all the spendings on a given budget item like economy, like social support, like healthcare, in comparison to the previous year. So how, I mean, so how do you factor in changes in the overall expenditures of a particular region in a particular year that may We control for it. One of the controls is the total changes of the budget. Total change for yeah. the region? Okay. For the region, yeah. So the entire, if the entire budget grew for 20%, it's going to be in the regression. Okay. But then the dependent variable is how a particular item, like economy, like social support, changed in comparison to the previous year. Okay, so 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 then it's so then it's you know it's it's a, it's a deviation from the overall. So, so it's this the percentage growth is a deviation uh, from the overall percentage change in the budget. No, it's not a deviation. It's actual change. It's but actual but change, it's controlling but controlling for the change in the entire budget. What about inflation? Is that, is it's uh, inflation-adjusted, of course. Inflation-specific, inflation-adjusted. Yeah, it's, it's adjusted. It, like in the it's in the prices for some base base year. Okay. 
the second measure, so we're going to run this analysis with two different measures of the dependent variable. So the one is percentage growth. The second is the share of spending on a budget item in this particular budget. So, you know, whether it's 15% spent on uh, healthcare in a particular region in a particular year. That's, that's, that's simple. So the second measure is simpler. It's way, way easier to understand. The problem is that if a governor decides, and that's what we're studying, right, to change a certain budget item, say increase expenditures on social support, then it will decrease the shares of all the other budget items, although he's not actually intended to, to make any changes to them. So that makes the interpretation of the results a little bit more complicated. That's why we have this, the first one that does not suffer from this issue. Um, and then uh, two ways of coding background, right? So as I mentioned, we have these three categories. So what we do, we separately think, see whether there's any difference between military, political, and business, or if we combine business and political one and look at them as just a, what we call a civil background. So, uh, yeah, why, why this in general potential can be identified is just because governors change, you know, uh, people with different backgrounds uh, come to you know, to power, and that there is there is some uh, some variation because of that. And of course, uh, when we want to interpret these results as um, some causal impact of the background on on on, on spendings, then we basically have to implicitly assume that. Uh, the variation in the background is not related to the intentions of changing regional budgets in a particular way, because otherwise there's going to be just correlation, but I will tell, talk about this in the end a little bit more. So, you know, right now I only want to, to stress that these are rather, rather correlations than, than any estimates of the causal impact. So, uh, the results. So the first thing that you have to see is that there are a lot of stars, so the results are quite significant. So what that means? So for example, column one and column two are the estimates of the regression when we have a spending on social support. And again, there was two ways of coding background. This is either civil versus military, or all three of them, military, business, and civil one. So the reference Reference, the reference category is always military background. So number minus 0 0.7 means that the dependent variable, remember, is the budget item and also growth rate. Is that in a region with a, where governor has a civil background as opposed to military background, spendings on social support grow seven percentage point less than in a region where governor has a military background. In other words, that means that military background, military governors spend more on social support, in a simple words. Uh, now, if we break the military with the civil background by business and politics and compare all the three characteristics, you can see that business governors spend about substantially less than military backgrounds governors, and political background governors spend less on social support than military background governors. And these numbers are quite similar. So, you know, 6% percentage points lower, so less, 7 percentage points less, which means that these two types behave very similarly. So there is no much difference between business and political people, but there is a huge difference between both of them and military governors. So, in the simple words, Military backgrounds, governors, spend substantially uh, more on social support and on healthcare. Because, you know, these are also negative numbers, meaning that governors with civil background spend less on healthcare than governors with military background. Or in other words, military background, background governors spend more on healthcare. 
And remember, because of this shift between social support and healthcare that I mentioned, uh, I only analyze social support and healthcare separately till 2015, so I don't have a lot of observations here. But then I combine these categories, and that's going to be line uh, columns 5 and, and then 6, and then I can analyze them for the entire time span from 2006 to 2019, then of course you have way more, way more observations here. So basically this, this, this table says that military governors spent more, significantly more, significantly in terms of statistical significance, uh, on things like social support and healthcare. Now the question is what these numbers mean, whether it's uh, a lot, 0.0.7 or, or, or not. So to, to answer that question, let's look at the marginal effects. <coughs> so let's say social support, military governors versus non-military governors, civil governors. So uh, on average, the budget on social support in real terms, because that's inflation adjusted, grows every year by almost 13% in a region on average. But if the region is ruled by a government with civil background, this growth is less than 6%. So that's the difference of this 0.72 that was on the previous slide, which is quite a big number, right? So. 13% versus 6% growth of annual spendings on social support. That can be explained by the difference in the background. That's a lot. Um, if I look at healthcare, the difference is not that, well, it's actually still big, right? So it's either 5% in the regions where the government has a military background versus 3% with a, in a region where governor has a civil background, and similar numbers for the combined category of social support and healthcare. So here again, right, we, we break the numbers, we break the civil background by business and politics, and see that there are not much difference between these two categories, but both of them are quite different from, from the military case. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still I'm still trying to understand how to account for the overall, so, so how the overall change in the budget in a given year in each region, that's on a, it's a right-hand side variable. Mm -hmm. And so, so how should I think of? I mean, how? So, so is this actually? Is there? Is, given that, given that you're you're partially out the overall change in the budget, you know. So there's some average, you know, if if. If everything was equal, yeah. then all categories would increase by the same yeah. percentage in a given year. Yeah. So that's why it seems to me that these are deviations from the overall change, aren't they? I mean, well, in in the sense that you explained, yes. So, 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 so But I'm not measuring. But it's not a deviation from the within region trend. Let's say. Oh, so not, not from the trend. No. No. From, yeah. From yeah. The, okay. From from from, from, from yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. In some sense, yes. So, so this means that, to, so to just be more precise in how you interpret this, so the military governor regions, on average, they increase the expenditures on social support by 13% more in, than the average category. No, 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 so, so no. <laughs> the interpretation is that, on average, a budget on social support in a region with military governors grow 30% a year. 30% a year? Uh, so, yeah. so this is just the predicted value? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, roughly. But in a region ruled by a civil governor, the growth is going to be 6% a year. That's the interpretation, precise. But, so, so, but just taking this at face, so, so then what I'm not understanding is this, like, let's say the, the federal government gives more money to spend to military governors. That is parceled out in your model? So, so because... It's accounted for that, yeah. Okay, okay. That, but in, again, remember that remember that uh, governors do not decide on the total budget. That's basically you know whatever comes to the region from local taxes and from federal government. Well, right. The governors only decide how to distribute the money. Right, right. So, but, but I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned that you're conflating. Like, so if, if the federal government says, "All right, we like these military governors," yeah. We so we said we'll give them more money. We'll give them more money to spend on everything. 
Mm -hmm. And then if you're going category by category, that's going to show up as a You're completely right. But since there is an exponentary variable which takes into account, like, basically the measure of how the entire budget changed, then it's accounted for what you're saying. Okay, and, and so that goes into these predicted values yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Okay, so uh, that's what I'm not... Uh, anyway, yeah. I don't want to sidetrack you. So, uh, again, same story, but just different categories. So here we have economy and housing and utility and infrastructure, basically. So what you can see is that the pictures here are just the opposite. So these military governors, they spend less on economy and infrastructure. Because the positive number means that the guy with a civil background will spend more than a military government. Okay? Uh, and again, some stars, significant, and the, the numbers again are quite substantial. So if we do the same story, uh, the same thing with calculate marginal effects, then what would happen is that the budget on economy, for example, is growing, well, basically it's not growing under military governors, but remember this is, uh, these are real terms, so this is inflation adjustment. Uh, but the civil governor is actually increasing on average 8% a year. Uh, what I can also see is that there is again pretty much no difference between the way that political background people and business people behave, although, for example, there is a tiny difference indicating that business people spend even more than political people on economy. But I don't think it's actually statistically significant. This, this difference between these two numbers, but anyway. So again, the big picture is military governors spend more on social support and healthcare and less on economy and infrastructure in the plain words. Uh, another dependent variable, remember the share instead of the growth rate, annual growth rate, uh, we use the budget item share of the total budget. <coughs> and Although the, numerically the numbers are different because it's a completely different uh, variable, but again, the big story is more or less the same. So military background governors spend more on social support and healthcare, and they spend less on economy and infrastructure. There are results are less significant, but the story is exactly the same. And uh, the other items like, what is left? Uh, defense and security, state administration, uh, what was that, culture, things like that, they're not significant, education. So that's the only things that are significant, but I think they're very, very consistent. The results are very, very consistent depending on what kind of uh, dependent variable you use, uh, depending on uh, independent of uh, you know different uh, inclusion and exclusion of political of, of particular regions, so they are very very um, similar in all the different exercises. Uh, yeah, so this is just a summary of what was on the tables in the plain words: is that the governors uh, with the civil background uh, spent okay in different words. Governors with military background, they spend substantially more on sort of pro-social things like social support, healthcare, and way less on economy and say infrastructure. And the, the differences are quite substantial, not just in terms of statistical significance, but also in terms of the, the magnitudes of, of expenditures. So the question is then, what could be the, yeah? yeah. What does mean minus six percent of uh, the budget is shrinking in real terms. Yeah, I mean, there was a huge, uh, huge shrinks in real money, in, in, in real terms of the budgets after, say, 2014 crisis. Yeah, so that's, that's on average what happens over the 15 years, 2006, 2019. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there are, could be two reasons for behind, behind these results, two stories, right? So either, the governors with military background truly do something different, right? So for whatever reason, they, they just spend more per socially. Or 
there could be some selection going on, right? So the governors are not randomly assigned to the regions, so they're basically chosen by the president, right? Uh, even though they have to be elected, that's the president who picks up the guy that was been, that will be nominated to to the elections, and that will, he will be supported by the central government, government uh, by the Kremlin, and then in most cases he will win. So it could be the case that a particular type of governors, the governors with military background, those with the experience in security services, those he personally know as super loyal people, for example, to him, right, uh, are appointed, are sent to a regions that are problematic, you know, in some sense where the recomposition of reallocation of, of funds is needed, for example, right? And then, of course, uh, the results that I showed could be explained not by the preferences of the governors, but just by a sort of selection procedure. Um, and that's the, the part that, that, that haven't yet finished, that's, that's still work in progress. So um, there are a lot of, a lot of uh, evidence and, and literature that suggests suggesting that the first mechanism can actually be at place. Is that at play? Uh, that that the regional govern that the military governors really behave more prosocially by by forming forming um, budgets that that way that that, that I showed. And uh, you know, the literature identifies several channels how personal experience may actually affect the decisions of politicians. Right, so it could be uh, some changes in beliefs and values of people with particular experience. It could be some competence, skills, or information that's received by, by people with a particular background. It could be some incentives when they would like to, say, favor a certain groups uh, that they, they are, for some reasons, close to or something like that, uh, or to pursue some agendas of particular, uh, particular groups. Or uh, their decisions can be driven by you know, the ways the society perceives politicians. So, People maybe may expect something different from, say, governors with military background than from, from the others, and uh, you know they, they, they would behave a particular in a particular way just because they are expected to. So uh, there are quite a lot of empirical literature here and experimental literature uh, that that suggests that the first mechanism, when when it comes to military background, is might be a particular important. Uh, this uh, actually one of the recent a huge a huge literature review on, on all this uh, on the literature on, on the subject that basically shows that uh, exposure to war and violence, which is probably something that military people uh, do have, is quite consistent with uh, more prosocial behavior. Uh, people that was exposed exposed to violence, they tend to show increased individual altruism, more pro-social group behavior, uh, more, mm, pro more pro-social behavior towards group members, increased uh, the public good, more compliance with norms and uh, uh, social and ethic uh, norms, th things like that. Or, alternatively, uh, there are a lot of empirical evidence that find that military background is associated with different types of behavior that might be thought of as pro-social. Uh, those people <coughs> usually demonstrate like greater great, uh, voluntary, voluntarism, uh, high water turnout, uh, generally increased political participation, uh, lower involvement in financial fraud, things like that. So there are quite a lot of uh, different literature that basically shows that uh, people with military experience are generally more pro-social in different different uh, types of behavior than than those people who do not have this uh, experience and that could be an explanation for for the results the results that I, I have here however indeed we still cannot uh, not eliminate the potential selection problem so what I do do trying to do that is to Again, right, as I mentioned, so the governors with military backgrounds may be selected in a non-random way to particular regions where at the same time reallocation of the resources towards more pro-social items uh, happens for whatever reason, right? Uh, 
So what I can do with that, and that's something that I'm trying to do right now, uh, I just don't have the results I can already present, but uh, I can simply try to proxy these problematic regions by, for example, electoral results, right? So uh, if, say, in a given region, electoral results uh, of the results of the ruling party on national level elections in, say, national level parliamentary elections or the results of the uh, current president in national level presidential elections in particular regions are substantially lower than, you know, in comparison to other regions or in comparison to the same, to the results in the same region but in the previous elections, something like that, right? That might be an indication of some increased uh, support for opposition in a given region and that what usually uh, becomes a problem to the central uh, central governors or central authorities, right? So, uh, and that's probably the region where a governor with a military background, super loyal to the current president, may be sent to fix these things. Um, then uh, this, this electoral data could be used to build a proxy for, 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 for these problematic regions. So if, you know, one, the simplest thing to do is just to control for these electoral results and see what the results uh, regarding the uh, effect of uh, background on the spending preferences on the, on the, on the budget spending uh, halts. Uh, the second thing is to check whether having a governor with military background in a specific region can be explained by the electoral results in the past, right? Because if there is a dependency like that, then it will indicate that governors are actually selected, governors with particular military background, are selected in the regions that did not demonstrate loyalty to the central, uh, central governors, govern, uh, central government, central authorities. So if a test like that will not show anything significant, then would be another argument towards the uh, potential explanation that this is just a pro-social behavior, not uh, a particular way to deal with the problematic regions. And that's, this test is right now in progress, so unfortunately I cannot show you the results, but very preliminary things basically show that nothing's going on with the respect. So it's really about more, it's either about more, really more, truly more pro-social behavior or about something else, but not about the selection of uh, military governors to sort of unloyal regions, or if you want. That's it, basically. Uh, just to summarize, so what, what we have found in this paper is that there is some relationship between professional background and the ways that regional governors allocate the, the, the budget money over, particular it over different items. And uh, there is quite a large difference in the way the governors with military background as opposed to governments with civil background uh, behave in terms of how they spend the money. Uh, there are quite a lot of similarity between what do governors with political and business background do. They basically behave identically. But at the same time, governors with military background, they demonstrate a much more pro-social spendings at the cost of spending on economy and infrastructure than the governors with the civil background and uh, these results can be either explained by selection, which is at this moment seems unlikely, or by simply uh, preferences, uh, simply simply more pro-social preferences of people with military background. That's it.